Well, folks, welcome to one. Welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to Politics on Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. Thank you for being a part of the show. Would you believe the name of Politics Done Right? I forgot what show I was doing. I forgot where I, that it wasn't KPFT that I was doing it at, that it was at here. (laughs) Hey, I guess I can't complain about Biden anymore. I can't complain about Biden anymore. Anyhow, we're going to have a great show for you today, folks. How are my peeps doing? I know my peeps are doing fine. My peeps are doing fine. Let's see. Uh, we have in the house Yvette Avery Herod from Atlanta, Georgia. We have Eric Hayes in from Atascacita, Kingwood. We have Patrick Baron. I think he's from, oh, Patrick, I always forget, but I think it's Florida. Uh, we have Bridge MCP from uh, Bingham, New York in upstate New York. We've got Faravid, 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 as I keep scrolling down, E2247 from La Enteridad de los Estados Unidos de América. And we have, of course, AVQ, AVQ, El Señor Rodney. Rodney, I hope you're feeling, oh, 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 you have COVID. COVID is such a pain. See you next week. Sorry about that, man. Just drink a lot of water. I tell you what, I've been lucky. When I get COVID so far, knock on wood, it has only lasted a day that that I'm really knocked out. And the other days, I just feel like, you know, I have this bad flu and achy. And after the third day, I'm I'm just about ready except for the cough. But man, I feel for you, uh, AVQ. I feel for you, my brother. I feel for you. Just hang in there. All right. That's all I can tell you. You know, let the body take its course. The body actually does a good job with COVID for most of us that are fairly healthy and not too overweight. That is, that is what they noticed was an issue with uh, COVID and the deaths with COVID, you know? Anyhow, let's see. E22475, the terror is ordered to pay $354.9 million. Yes, E22475. Judge Engeron. And thank you for providing the document. We'll take a look at that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bridge MCP. I, I'm going to post that document. I need to post that document. Bridge MCP says, hey, y'all. Angeron found Trump and his co-defendants liable, ordering Trump personally to pay approximately $354.9 million, while his sons Eric and Donald Trump Jr. are each ordered to pay approximately $4 million. And former CFO Alan Weisel. <coughs> Alan Weisenberg must pay $1 million. The judge also barred Trump from leading any New York business for three years, while his son are each barred for two years. The judge said he knew Rump would continue his fraud, hence the big settlement. You got to pay your bills. I know, right? Who said you got to pay your bills? Isn't that what he told uh, NATO? Well, look, he's the biggest fraud out there, and it shows, and it shows. Let's see. Eric says, story of family and friends and entitlement can be divisive. Common denominator is if you have entitlements, you run away from work, not toward it. Story in link basically shows a family member with four million net worth, setting boundaries on those who have entitlement feelings toward him and his wealth. The person will show others exactly 
how he attained said wealth and walk with them. But because of entitlement mentality, the others want no part of it. Big lesson stand. Uh, look, you keep thinking like that, um, Eric. Uh, most people want to accomplish something. It is a fallacy to believe otherwise. But hey, we're not going to stop your, your false beliefs, right? Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Hey, Lee Grant is in the house. Lee from uh, Montgomery County. Uh, Patrick Baron, Florida via New Hampshire. That's right. So I guess you're New Hampshire now. You're in New Hampshire, but you're originally from Florida. Florida. I get it. I get it. I get it. Every case has plaques in the void. I don't believe. I don't think he needs to get plaques in of it. I really don't think so because, again, I don't even know of, about its efficacy with uh, the newer strains of the virus. So I don't know. Okay, let's see. Hi, Egberto Tongue-Tied, your new name. Egberto Tongue-Tied. Okay. Egberto Tongue-Tied. What's your name? Egberto Tongue-Tied. I, like I, I like to say it with that French. Egberto Tongue-Tied, right? All right. We got Melanie Keelan. Says, happy Friday every day. Melanie from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, Patrick says, I, con I contracted COVID eight months before the first case in April 2018. I lost all smell and taste, and I was in a fog for two years. What? April 2018? It was discovered in 2019. So you got, so what you're saying, it's been around a lot longer than we thought, or did you, did you mean April 2019? Because I thought I got it in January of 2019. Was it 2019? I thought I got it. Probably was when did my mother-in-law die? Maybe it was 20. I think it was 2019. Yeah. 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 Patrick says, sorry, April 2019. Okay. That sounds more like it. Bridge MCP says, wow, Patrick. Baron, many have said they got it way before announced. I did. And today there was also, I, I saw somebody said that, uh, I, I think it was, uh, uh, ah, I know who, the, uh, uh, Fanny Willis's father said he knew about it long before. He said he knew it was coming to the States and that's why he was scared about it for so far, for so long. All right. So let's see. Egberto Tofu. I like Tofu. I, I love Tofu. Okay. Guess y'all discovered COVID. And did not warn the world. I guess we didn't warn the world because we thought a lot of people like Eric would simply laugh. No, I'm kidding you, Eric. I'm kidding you. Anyway, let's uh, see what else we got here. Let's go with the first video. And then we'll take it on the other side. Okay, let's uh, wait beforehand. Beforehand, I need to qualify something. Recently. Morning Joe had a program in which they were trying to talk about why would Trump be make that silly statement about NATO the very week that you would think he had uh, had Biden on the ropes because Biden's mental acuity was in question. First of all, the report that that the, the real report that was ill done by her said that, oh, the old, the old man doesn't remember too well. He couldn't even remember his son's death, uh, the day that his son died, etc. Of course, it was silly, right? But he said it. And when 
Biden goes out to refute it in a press conference, he made a mistake and called Egypt Mexico. So that was left in the ethos for everybody to go ahead and complain about and talk about all these things that 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 uh, Biden is uh, is mentally something wrong or whatever. But then, but then, Trump comes out and make a silly statement. If NATO doesn't pay their bills, will will uh, I told uh, one of the big countries, if you don't pay your bills, uh, we won't defend you against uh, Russia. And it's like Russia. Do whatever the hell you want to do with them. That was big news internationally, right? But that is what, as as uh, Joe Joe Scarborough would say, Morning Joe would say, that's what he wanted. And why did he want that? Let's listen to Joe this long narrative, and then we'll take it on the other side. This is one of the best from Joe. Check it out. Not only what he's talking about, but again, the geopolitical implications of the Republican Party completely folding on a security structure that created the American century following World War II, that created the strongest economy in the history of the world, that created the strongest military force in the history of the world. And here we are all these years later. I, I know Trump, Republicans like to trash the country. They do. They do. Extreme MAGA, they talk, fly their flags upside down, talk about how horrible things are. Talk about, they insult our men and women in uniform and talk about how weak and woke the United States military is, despite the fact our military is stronger relative to the rest of the world than it has been since 1945. And yet the attacks keep coming. And they call Joe Biden a socialist. He's a Marxist. They're such idiots. He's a communist. Well, baby, if this is how communism like works for the stock market, there are a lot of billionaires. There are a lot of millionaires who are voting for Donald Trump calling Joe Biden a socialist that are making millions of dollars every single day. Because the stock market is soaring. The economy is doing better than ever before. Our jobs numbers are better than they've ever been. They're better than anywhere else in the world. Our inflation numbers, more inflation numbers come out today. We're doing better tamping down inflation post-COVID than any major industrial power in the world. We are pounding. We are pounding China's economy. I get so sick and tired. I said it on this air starting in 2007. People would come on whining about China's going to overtake us. America's so weak. Bullshit. I'm so tired of people trashing America. I'm so tired of it. I've heard it my entire life. I heard it in the late 1980s. It was Japan that was going to take America over. That was going to turn America into Japan's granary. Because we were behind on computer chips. And then Intel said, hold my beer. And we crushed them. We crushed them economically. Japan, an ally, but Japan, who was going to turn America into its granary, according to a member of its parliament, they went into a lost decade. America's economy grew. It's continued to grow. We heard the same thing about China. Our economy is crushing China's economy right now. Did you know that? In California, which is supposed to be such a basket case, fourth largest GDP in the world, in the world. Russia, which we got Republicans saying they want our military to be more like, they have collapsed. They're, they've been destroyed. This Ukraine war has set them back 20 years militarily. They've got a GDP now smaller than the size of Texas. And yet the whining continues. 
The hatred for America continues from the extreme MAGA Trumpers. Why? Why do they hate America? Why? Why do they fly their flags upside down? Biden is socialist? Oh, don't tell traders on Wall Street that. Don't tell industrial nations across the world who look at our numbers and say, how are they doing that? How is America? How does America continue to thrive even in the hardest of times? There are entire news networks that are dedicated to spreading the lie that America is weak, dedicated to spreading the lie that the United States military is not the strongest in the world. Those are lies. Militarily, we're more powerful than we've been since World War II. Economically, we're more powerful than all of our allies and enemies. Culturally, that soft power thing that makes such a difference, never been bigger, never been stronger in the world than we are right now. And yet one sick, diseased man who so desperately wants to get into the White House that he admits that he wants the economy to crash. And he says, let's keep the southern border in chaos for another year. And says, you can blame me. Okay, Donald, I'm blaming you. I'm blaming you because we had a solution for the southern border. You said no. You said no. We want the fentanyl. Donald Trump says, keep the fentanyl flooding in. Keep the fentanyl flooding in for another year. Keep the illegal immigrants flooding in for another year. Keep the humanitarian crisis growing for another year and making the lives of people who live on the border hell, a living hell. Oh, and by the way, Donald Trump tells our border patrol, the men and women who put their lives on the line every day and really are fighting an unwinnable battle right now because they're not getting the resources they need from politicians in Washington, D.C. They beg Republicans to pass this bill. Republicans, what do they tell them? Drop dead because they want chaos on the southern border. They want fentanyl flooding in across the southern border. They want illegal immigrants flooding in across the southern border. They don't want the problem fixed. It's nothing patriotic about that's sick. I've got to say, I served in Congress long enough to be able to say this. This group of extreme House MAGA Republicans are the most unpatriotic I have seen in a long, long time. I say that as a small government conservative. And you know, Donald Trump, why did Donald Trump think about this? Why did Donald Trump say this outrageous thing about NATO and about Putin? During a news cycle, the worst news cycle of the Biden White House's time like over the past three years. Why did he do that? Well, he wanted to change the conversation to that because Donald Trump understands if the conversation stays on Joe Biden's age and Joe Biden's memory, Donald Trump understands at the end of the day, he loses because that whole strongman act that this failed reality host puts on every day, that strongman act, it collapses. When you look at the guy stumbling on stage, he can't even remember who the president of the United States is, can't even remember who the speaker of the house is, gets dates confused. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's Donald Trump for you. I mean, and again, that is a fear, right? That the scrutiny turns around. I don't think you, to be honest, I don't think we have to worry too much about the media ever scrutinizing Trump. The media only scrutinizes the uh, Democrats and progressives, uh, unlike what they do with Republicans. But we'll see. Maybe they 
they'll wake up again. Maybe they will. Maybe they will not. Anyway, Tom Sarnik is in the house. How you doing this morning, brother Tom? Great to see you here. Uh, let's see. Para ver qué más tengo aquí. Eric Hayes says, I got it in December 2019. Yeah, I hear you, man. I think I got it. If, I think I got it in January, either 2019 or 2020. I'm not sure which one. But I undocumented, of course. And then I got it again. Uh, I think both my mother and I had it because she came here for my mother-in-law's funeral. And I think I got it then. All right. Uh, Melanie Keelan greets uh, from Patrick Varon says, there was, I swear, water sample in Barcelona, Spain in March of 2019 that tested for COVID. I don't think they had a COVID test in 2019, but it probably had COVID in it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Fanny should have to pay every penny back to taxpayer via her entitlement mentality. All right. What makes you believe? Let me, I'm going to show you something about Eric brothers and sisters. And when I say Eric, I'm talking about uh, folks that think like Eric in the aggregate. Fanny Willis went on to the, uh, on to the court yesterday. She sat down at her chair in the witness stand and they're interrogating her. And when the, the events about money comes up, she says, I I don't I need no man. I need nobody taking care of me. I take care of myself. I am a prideful. She's prideful. She doesn't in fact you try to help her it's almost like she threw it back in your face. You look at her father and you can see where that came from. Her father's a world traveler, was living in South Africa, was doing some legal work in South Africa and elsewhere. And he taught her he taught her something that many many uh, black families teach, and that is, look, have some cash, have some cash for you know cash everybody's going to use it that you know so so he did his thing, but the idea is her entire the the, the reality of her family is self sufficiency, and she said as much, Wade said as much, anybody who knew her said as much. She always had that straight face, want to take care of things herself. And if, if, uh, if Eric had been following, like I think he has been following the legal fight on TV, the legal case on TV, he would have seen that. But that went right over his head. And he comes and he says, Spanish should have, to pay every penny back to taxpayers via her entitlement mentality. Entitlement mentality? What words did Fanny Willis ever said that showed anything other than independence versus, uh, versus uh, entitlement? But you see, you guys just know how to, without even thinking, not thinking at all, you don't think. You just spit the words out. You see a black woman, you spit those words out. Entitlement mentality. When I'll be blunt with you, the one, the, the group that has the feeling of least entitlement are black women. And you know why? Because they have so many battles to fight. They don't have to fight the battle, solely the battle of white supremacy. They have to fight the battle that because of socioeconomic reasons, Black women do better 
than most, right? Black women are doing better than black men. Black women are doing better, better than white men in the aggregate, right? When it comes from education and quite a few other things. So they have so many battles that they're fighting, right? And, you know, uh, uh, it, it, it is always them. They're fighting against black pastors that are some of them. A large percentage of the black pastors are some of the most homophobic, gay, uh, anti-gay, anti-women uh, groups of men you'd ever see. Until that sect die out, you know, uh, there is no use for uh, why I think a lot of women leave the church. They go into progressive churches, right? So, I mean, uh, so when it comes to what black women do, black, you know, and I, that's why I was so happy to see how Fanny Willis handled herself in that chair. She went out there with fire. She showed, I don't care. I won't be intimidated by you. I know my stuff. She sat down. Give me document, this document, that document thing. Get that to me now. And then she picks up the document. These documents are lies. And she looks into the face of the, 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 uh, the defense attorney. These documents are lie. You could see the woman start to feel, a, feel a, a bit of fear in her because she knows this wasn't just a woman talking loud. This wasn't just a woman going berserk. This was an educated woman who knew exactly what was happening and what she was going to say. All right, Egberto, did you gift Linda and Ashley with your wonderful and surprising COVID too? Did you let them off the hook on that one? <laughs> Actually, they have accused me of giving them COVID too. You must, you have a good memory, man. Uh, Let's see what else. Bridge MCP said, watching the Fanny trial, she doesn't own a dime. This is another Trump delay. It's a joke. If <laughs> It's a joke if you watch. I know. I've been watching it on the, on the interwebs, right? Uh, E2247, how is darling daughter Ashley doing these days? She's doing fine. Improving slowly still. Don't have use of her left hands. Her walk, she still walk with a heavy foot drag. But uh, if you take a look at her TikToks, you can see that she's really working hard. She has a great gym coach that um, that that works with her. I mean, she uh, one of these days that she'll come on and talk about her gym coach. Uh, anyway, let's see. E2247 says, Vafid Joes posing as a liberal Republican. What a fraud he is. I know. I know. Actually, I, I think he gave up on saying he's a Republican now. All right, let's see. Tom Sarnik says, billionaires, pay your fair share. I agree. Eric Hayes says, morning, Joe. Uh, we have the largest debts. Why? Because no one in government want to work in, in, on, on a budget. Well, that's not true at all. That is definitely not true at all. But you know, folks, how that, how that goes. You know how that goes. Anyhow, what else have we got here? Let me see what else we got here. Uh, what else have we got here? Fadavid, 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 Fadavid. Tis true, they all don't pay their 2%. Some pay with more military, but many have not met their 2%. That is true, Vrij. Some of them pay by the things that they do. You're absolutely right. All right, let's see what else we got here. 
para ver. Paul Fleming is in the house from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Maywood is in the house from Long Beach, California. Tom says, been here all along. YouTube made me change my name from Tom C to Tom Sarnik. Not sure who I am anymore. Hey, well, you know what? Tom Sarnik, we love Tom Sarnik and we love Tom C. We love all Tom. We love all of Tom, man. Melanie Keelan is in the house. I called her out already. Paul Fleming says, this should serve as a reminder that Trump's entire presidential candidacy was based on a lie, the myth that he was a successful businessman rather than an ever-leveraged charlatan who drove his business into bankruptcy multiple times. He was never, ever amounted to anything. He was given life on a silver platter. Life on a silver platter, and he squandered it over and over again. Her boyfriend was paid $650,000, uh, just as much as all the other DAs, right? Over several years. Yes, that's what it was. Mike Cisak says, sorry, I'm late. Just seeing the finishing of the sinking Fannie Willis court case, where after two days, not only is Fannie going to be removed, but likely charged with perjury and covering up laundering of funds. You know what? You guys keep shooting for the stars and falling flat. You're going to win the case. You're going to win the, the seat in New York. You failed. Uh, the, abortion, uh, uh, the, the abortion law was not going to be, or rather, the constitutional amendment uh, to make abortion legal in Ohio, Kansas, and other states wasn't going to pass. It did. So, Mike Cisak, give up already. The country's progressive. And by the way, they won't be removing. They, I repeat, let me repeat this clearly. Fannie Willis will not be removed. All right? Fannie Willis will not be removed. And we, we have the honor right now of speaking with Brother Ray. Good Afternoon, Brother Ray. How are you doing today? Uh, good Friday to you, uh, Egberto. I just was calling in because, you know, I saw some space where there's not too, too much <clears throat> that you were. Um, I, guess, I guess you kind of chill today, so uh, I'm just filling some space here and uh, yes, talking I'm about chilling. the orange man. And Yes, yes, yes. I am chilling today. I only had one video for today. And you know, when I have that, I depend on you all to keep it going. So keep it going, brother. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching this story about Fannie Willis and, um, I ain't gonna lie. I, I hate, I hate that for, for the young lady and, and being in her position and her personal life is being put out there. And, 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 you know, it's so crazy, you know, these crazy conservatives, they, they eat this stuff up like pigeons eat french fries from mcdonald's you know they just they just clucking at it you know and it's like you know this person is trying to you know basically hold accountable the the a-hole who is you know eroding our democracy right at its fabric but yet you want to scrutinize her because she had what i would consider a you know typical relationship she's a black woman she met a black man who happened to be in a position that she hired. And like you said, in, in the, I think your earlier segment, sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants, but you know, it was nothing 
uh, egregious in their in their relationship. But of course, you're gonna have this orange man spin it around and say the corruption and 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 basically look at them and yada yada, you know. But look at the corruption that happened between you and your family and your White House and your real estate dealings. I mean, it's like he, this 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 is like I hate it for her because now they have something that they can point the finger and say, oh, me, you're not so clean either. Wait, wait, you know? let, let, let me but stop you right I'm there. On you, I'm on your side. Ray, yeah. let me stop you right there because uh, I, I love you, but you have adapted the media's narrative, okay? And let me let me explain what I mean by this. And I want you to carry this torch. Okay. Uh, Fanny Willis is a single woman. And uh, 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 Nathan Wade was a separated man who stayed with his kids, uh, stayed in a marriage so that his kids would have the unit family until they got out of school. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Fanny Willis, a single woman with two kids, a great father who loves her to death, who wants to protect her. Let's leave it right there. We look now about Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade, and all of this came out in the testimony. Nathan Wade was a man whose wife cheated on him, and he wants a divorce. But for the sake of the kids, Nathan Wade says, we are going to stay together. We are going to raise our kids and make sure those kids have a unit family. Not everybody gets to live within a unit family, whatever the hell that means. Okay, but that's what he did. So let's let's put a let's put a stop right there. That is what they did. You cannot find something more family values than that. Okay. Now let's move a little bit further. Uh, Fanny Willis meets uh, Wade, uh, uh, Nathan Wade, and they are together. For, I mean, they they met. They they don't, later on they come together and they meet in Atlanta, etc. And they do develop a relationship. Two, prof two hard working professionals in a field that work together. And uh, both of them are two strong headed people. And I could see an attraction that, that would easily occur between two people like that. And we are all human beings. And that they fell in love and they hooked up for, for some time is very, very natural. It's very, very natural. Let me go. Let's back up a step now. Let's take Fanny Willis and Wade out of the picture for a second. I met my wife on my job. I left my job because after a while, well, there are a lot of reasons I left my job. Some of it I put in the book. But anyway, I met her on the job. The relationship developed on the job. A very large percentage of relationships develop on the job. Now they said, "Can I stop? Can I stop you, Egberto? Abs absolutely, can I absolutely. Stop you right quick? Please do, please do, please do. Yes, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you know my very good lady friend, who you know we're not in a relationship, but you know I call her my bestie, and we develop a relationship uh, romantically on the job. You know, mm -hmm. so I just wanted to, I just wanted to elevate that. That is only, you know, my experience." So I, I'm just saying it's it's uh, only but uh, common, as you say. 
But I'm, what I'm basically saying is it's unfortunate that, you know, that relationship as it developed naturally. And these are two, you know, young black professionals, you know, at the top of their game right now doing something very important. And it's like her personal life is being scrutinized and taking away from her, uh, I guess, credibility by certain uh, aspects of our population that basically want to look at it and say, oh, she's not fit to to do this case because she can't even, you know, control her personal stuff. And, and that, I mean, and that's her, that's but her I want to say I, I want to interrupt you right and, there. And, that narrative can only occur if we allowed that narrative to be the lead. You see, because, again, uh, if 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 that story never came out about she being in a relationship with the district, with the uh, uh, the the contract district attorney, uh, all people would see is what she does, which is all they should see. So we we can't elevate. We cannot elevate that these guys are trying to sensationalize that these two people are lovers. Everybody that is lucky have lovers, right? If you are lucky, uh, you have a lover, Ray. You're a happy man. You have a romantic relationship. That's beautiful. People having romantic relationships, those are beautiful things. And that you want to make it that, uh, that, oh, if I'm working together and I fall in love with somebody, I'm working together, that somehow that corrupts something. Only in the minds of corrupted people does that occur. Now, nepotism is something we need to fight against. In other words, if you develop that relationship, you need to have another guardrail that, and, and I think that is a legitimate concern. You need to have a guardrail to make sure that your romantic relationship doesn't make your, your utterances or the things that you do uh, uh, a causal of that romantic relationship. So I think it's fair game for you to say, okay, you guys are together. Did you get that contract simply because he was your lover? That would be a problem, okay? But let's not adapt the sensationalism of the media or what Trump, because that's what Trump loves to do. And let me give another example. Trump's life is a lot, is, is the sensational life. Several baby mamas, all these different things, several baby mamas, corrupted, uh, all this thing, the, the people that he's ripped off with Trump University, Trump Water, all the ex- real estate, explo- all the, that is where, that is what's sensational. Fanny Willis doesn't, doesn't have a lot of money. She's not a rich woman. She's just doing her job. Let's make it where it really belongs. That's all I'm saying, Brother Ray. All yours. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, Egberto, I want to say thank you for breaking that down for me because, like, I'd be too busy working sometimes to really digest all of this news. And I'm really, I'm really like, like, uh, Brother Neil Aquino. I'm really delving deep <laughs> yeah. into the local political stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, shout out to Brother Neil Aquino and, uh, Daniel Cohen. I actually saw Daniel the other day. Um, and at many events, I see him. So, um, oh, Basically, I just <laughs> talking about that. Uh, are you going to uh, Obedike Kamau's uh, memorial tomorrow at the uh, shrine for the Black Madonna? Obedike uh, Kamau. I think we got to work. 
Oh, okay. Casas want to say Obedike Kamau was the general manager at KPFT, and he died a couple of weeks ago. And and we're not we there is 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 a family having its memorial at the shrine of the Black Madonna. So I'm going to go out there and and uh, live stream it. So if you're in the job, you can pull it up on your phone or something. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I know the shrine is not far from where I'm at, Egberto. Uh, so uh, if you're in the area, uh, could definitely. Drop you the address where we are. Well, we are be um, actually it's going to be a big day at at work for us. Well, I tell you what, drop me the address. I'm I'm going to be at um at I'll be out there, and uh, if you drop me the address, I'll swing by and say hi, give you a big hug, all that good stuff, brother. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like five minutes away from that area. So yeah, I'll go ahead and drop that in your email, and uh, yeah, man, ha- come have a cup of coffee or something. You know, we definitely got some floating around the office. Absolutely, brother. We'll do. Okay. All right. Sounds like a take plan. Care. All right. Take care, my brother. All right. Anyway, folks. All, uh, right, look. All right, my man. That was great. Hey, you see, I, I I love my peeps, and every time I get a chance to meet somebody, not meet, I know him already, but you know, to see one of our buddies in person, it is, it is, it is great, man. It is absolutely great. Anyway, let me go ahead and continue reading some of our chats before I go to greedflation. All right. Uh, Fanny said she has 15K in cash laying around. Who does that? All right. That's where cultural awareness is missing, Brother Grant. Okay. Believe it or not, I know quite a few people that keep several thousand dollars in cash in the house because, and again, it, it, it's because when you live a certain way, uh, you, you realize that these are some of the things that you do. So culture, that's why, remember, you got mad at me, Brother Grant, telling you one time you are a victim of how you were reared. And you got mad. You said, what do you mean? How was I reared? You don't know how I was reared. That sentence right there says it. And that's what the sh- they were trying to educate people on. There are quite a few people that do exactly that. They keep quite a few thousand dollars in their homes. And let me tell you better. In not one, only one place in their homes. They have it in several places in the home. Okay. And so, no, it's a very, very standard practice that it's foreign to you simply says you're not very aware of other cultures. All right. This morning is a surprise as the hearing begins. The district attorney office says they don't need to bring Fanny Willis back. No shit. She's destroying them and making her into a folk hero. She's already my folk hero. Yvette Avery Harris says, exactly, Egberto. Black women and entitlements don't go in the same sentence. Look, uh, let me tell you something, Yvette. I understand it very well. Very, very well. And that's the reason why, first of all, I have been pushing, pushing, you know, even even in, in organizations that I am in. First of, 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 of all, uh, trying to make sure that I don't take the place of where a woman should be elevated just because of my gender, number one. And number two, the realization that the, 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 the group that suffers the most historically uh, in, in all these organizations are usually black women. You want to know why black women many times have to have that chip on their shoulder and come out there fighting? It's because they don't only have to fight the white establishment. They also have to fight the black man 
establishment, the black male establishment that is just as patriarchal, if not worse than the establishment at large. And sometimes because of the because of what white supremacy has done to the black family by by giving black women the 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 semblance of being elevated elevated over the black man that also creates friction within the black family proper and creates other things and the, the persons in this whole scenario that suffers the most in general are black women these are dynamics that that unless you you get completely social socioeconomically uh socioeconomically racially aware are not immediately seen. All right, there it is. Fan uh, Father explains it's historical habit for black folks to keep lots of cash in the house and to to uh, use it when out and about. He gave Fanny her first cash box. Yeah, I re- I, I saw that live. All right, Mike C. Success, Fanny Willis' father had a $300,000 reverse mortgage uh, DC home and never paid it back. You must not know what a reverse mortgage is. A reverse mortgage says... I give you back some of the money of your home. And if you want to stay in that home, you know, they make you believe like, oh, we are giving you the assets out of your home. It's it's not to be paid back. Now, your 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 siblings or rather your relatives can then buy the house back from the bank. But the idea is with a reverse mortgage is that you go into that house. They give you a bunch of money, either up front or as a monthly. And you st- uh, for X amount of time, you stay in that house until you die. They can't kick you out of that house until you die. Of course, you die, you're out of the house. And then if the family wants that house, they have to buy it back from the bank. Reverse mortgage is something I, w- I spoke about on, on, uh, on KPFT today. It's one of the worst investments. Well, it's not an investment. It's one of the worst ways to realize the investment of your home. It's best to sell your house outright and put the money into an annuity or something than to go ahead and gate a reverse mortgage. They don't tell you that. The reverse mortgage is just another way of taking away uh, the people's assets. That's what it is. All right, let's see what else what else we got here. Uh, Ashley has such a workout. I follow her. Yeah, Brit, I follow her too. And it's like, love to see what she's doing. All right, scrolling down, uh, May Wood, Fanny is an employee of the state. She's required to have traceable spending in both her office and private. That has to be reported year to year. Using a cash in such large amounts and not reporting is a huge violation of GA law. That's not true at all. That is a false statement. The, uh, all the monies that she has has already been accounted for. So if I have, if I am working a job in Georgia, as an attorney general or whatever. And I constantly put some of my money, instead of putting it all into my savings account and checking account, I put it into a, a lockbox in my house. And later on, uh, I need to pay somebody and I give them $2,500. That money is already accounted for. I have to report that to nobody. It's already accounted for. Hey, learn about GSA, how accounting really works, okay? Please do. Please, general standards and whatever it's called. All right. Bridge MCP says, Fannie Mae's, Fannie's father was not in the country, so he gave up the house. How silly to think. Uh, but it's not only that. Uh, it's not only that, Bridge. 
the whole idea behind a reverse mortgage is when you're dead, the house is gone. If your relatives want it, they have to buy it back from the bank. I, I know that from experience because we didn't know one of Linda's aunts had a reverse mortgage on until we found out later on. Okay? So, look, that's the case. Patrick Barron said, Egberto Willis, you almost got it. LOL. I was born in New Hampshire. Now I'm taking care of my mom in Florida. Live free or die. I reversed it. Okay. So I was right in the first place, Patrick Barron. Florida. The orange man is um, okay. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Every case, I sound like Egberto knows Fanny and Nathan. No, I just read. Bruce Pollard is in the house. How are you doing, brother Bruce? Great to see you here. Uh, British MCP says Trump is behind these charges. Wonder if he will pay his bills to them. Um, he's scared and region, and you guys hear what you want. Cherry picking. Look, I forgive them. PDR is resembling the Jerry Springer show over the Fannie Mae stuff. I mean, the Fannie. <laughs> hear me say Fannie Mae, the Fannie stuff. No, I'm not. You know better than that. Uh, Patrick Barron says all of my relationship was because of a job. Every single one of them. And that's because that's where we spend so much time. Fanny Willis' father admitted that he and Fanny were together with lawyers working on their story. That's what you do in order to get their large cash on hand story. This was only excuse Fanny could possibly use to cover up. That You know what? It's so funny. They make it seem like you and the lawyers sat down and work on that. Yeah, that's what we do. We, the lawyers prep you before you go onto the stand. There's nothing, there's nothing strange about that. There's nothing sinister about that. All right. Bleed MCP says some PDR peeps are resembling Magat mentality. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Paul Fleming says defendants did not commit murder or arson, they did not go on to gun fright. And I think this is my girl from Binghamton, Nueva York. How you That's doing? That's right. How you doing, Bridge? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm tired. My eyes are bloodshot watching this Fanny Willis. Oh, thing, I know. Which some people are just cherry picking, but I am watching it all day, every day. I've seen everything. And those lawyers on the other side are such idiots. Yeah, They're I know. Just wasting time answering question over question, the same question over question. I mean, yes, people don't know that about black people or some people, a lot of women keeping cash. Yeah, we do that. It's a safety thing. Men don't care, but we do that. That's number one. Number two, Fannie Willis. They were arguing, and you probably saw it. She did not want to. She wanted to take the stand, and her lawyers, or the lawyers, were in an argument about her not having to. Yep. And she heard that, and she's in the courthouse, and she ran down there. And she walked right in like a storm and said, I want to testify. I want to clear up the lies. Before I do, give me these three documents because they're all lies. Mm-hmm. And she was pissed. And she just threw them under the bus. They I know. And, yes, she was a little bit. You, you watch that? She was she was so pissed off, and I would be too. Well, let so me give you a joke. Trying to get them on cash. Yes. Dad. Let me let me give you a joke, Bridge. As right while it was going on, when she came in and she told him, "I want to make you know one thing. I am not on trial here. It is Trump who's on trial right. for trying to steal an election." I made a little TikTok out of that, 
in no time, uh, uh, it went on to another feed called News News Break. It got over a hundred thousand views <laughs> in less than a day. I probably saw it indirectly. I saw that indirectly. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that was that was you." Yeah. But yeah, and then you know, I don't think Wade was the best witness, but he was trying to tell the truth. And yes, maybe they shouldn't have used cash. I mean, but that's the way she did it. He paid for it. She paid him back. But that's but each, I, to it. what I'm trying to say is the following, right? But each, here's what I'm saying. I am saying the burden is not on Fanny, Fanny uh, Willis to say whether if she said she's paid cash, that's uh, that's their prerogative to prove otherwise. OK, I mean, th- what gets to me right is some people in this country gets the benefit of the doubt. And I, I and I don't want to pull a race card here, but whenever it comes to black people or people of color, if you if you listen to the oh, way those yeah. lawyers interviewed the black folks on that show, on that I call it a show. If you, I mean, it was so condescending. <laughs> it is and a I, show. And I know, Breach, you have empathy, so you could feel how the demeanor, even the judge himself, when when the the new guy on the stand a few hours ago, um, the 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 former partner, he asked the, he asked yeah. the lawyer, "Why are you shouting at me?" Because the lawyer I thought was so disrespectful and talking down to him as if he was a boy. You know, they like to call black men boys, right? He was speaking to him well, as if they he did was the a same thing to Fanny. Right, like he's a boy. Fanny kept on saying, "Stop yelling at me." Right. And then the, what got to me with the judge now, because he's a younger judge. He's not even 40 yet. Uh, when the guy says, why are you shouting? And the judge comes back and says, he's not shouting at you. I'm like, yes, he is. He's not only shouting, yeah, he was. but he's being condescending. And, and what I'm saying is right. when it comes to when it comes to seeing harm done to black people, there are so many people whose eyes cannot see it. Because, again, they feel they feel because this is the black woman that won the DAs, like like somehow she doesn't deserve to be there, like somehow her worth isn't there. And what I love about her saying to hell with you guys, I'm going to come out there with my. And, and you know what I love about it? She was natural. She used her slang terms that those women at Harvard, oh, I mean, yeah. at Harvard Howard University, you know, she's a I think she's from Howard University. You know, they have a the, the vernacular, right? Go out and said, uh, you know, I'm going to show you the the vernacular of intelligence doesn't look one way. The vernacular of intelligence is up in the mind, not in your phraseology. And that is what gave I mean, I when she came up and started talking, I was like in heaven. I was like, thank you. So was because I. She, I was like, she's like partying with her friends. She's doing this and that. Yes. Yes. She talked like a regular person. Like, that's the hey. way we talk. But you know what is most important? She knew the law. It shows that she's a she does she does her party stuff, but baby, she knew the law better than every, every single one of those guys in there. Every single one of those guys I in loved, there. I love when she said I love when she said, No, I don't drink any kind of wine. I drink vodka over moose or whatever she said. I just I know. up. I was like, Oh, get down and dirty girl. Yeah. The thing that gets me is that if this was a man doing this, if she, if she was a man and did what she did, there would be nothing crickets. But not only is she not a man, but she's a black woman in Georgia, a DA going after Trump. 
So Trump rallied up those people that are fighting yes. her, and yes. he got that going. It's, it's this is all on him. Right. Another thing on him, and I think Bruce said that they think they have enough that she should, you know, get a new DA. And I was like, no. Oh no, no, she they don't have for this. No, no, they don't have enough. There's no, there's the, the according to Georgia law, they don't have the material to remove her. I and let me tell you why I don't want no, her they removed. Don't. Let me tell you what I don't want her removed. Even if she loses the, I it is time for America to wake up against its own prejudices. And it, I, I, I love my brother, Bruce. Bruce is my brother, and I can tell Bruce just about anything. But Bruce is not seeing things, that particular subject, through my eyes. He doesn't see all the intricacies that I see that's occurring in this race. He doesn't see what I see those white guys doing to Fanny. He doesn't see what I see those white guys doing to, uh, to Wade. He doesn't see that uh, because I, I, lived, I lived it, right? I, I, I wrote this book. Uh, uh, um, tribulation of Afro-Latino Caribbean men. And I would love people to see what I'm talking about. I, I, I understand exactly what black professionals go through. And many white, good white people don't see it, right? Because they're seeing it through. They can't see it. They're not right. white eyes. Right. And, I mean, and they're not it's seeing a, it through a woman's eyes, a black person's right. eye, a gay person's eye, a handicapped person's eye. They're seeing it from white privilege. They're hearing it from white privilege radio or whatever on NPN. Right. And they do not get it. And, and that's, that's why that's, that's why it attracted me to this. Right. I know. And that's why I want Fanny to I want that that 30 something year old guy. The one thing I got to say about him is I thought the way he was deliberating in uh, based on the law, it seemed to me flawlessly, flawless in, in my opinion. I am not a lawyer, but there are times that I thought he would take the side of the defense and somehow he didn't. Uh, and it was because he said, well, according to he, he actually said something one time that says, like, according to my feelings, I see your point. But according to the law, you haven't met that burden. And I was like, wow, wow. And then when I heard yeah. him say that, I said, well, I think Fanny is going to get to hold on. But the reason I want, I want, I'm glad she came out. I want America to see that knowledge doesn't come in one fashion, right? Knowledge doesn't come in one fashion. In other words, a lot of people think that the knowledge of a good lawyer come with a white guy who has a suit on, who has a certain built and a certain nerdiality, and, and that that's what it looks like. Not realizing that you go to Howard University or you go to Houston Tillotson College. These are predominantly black universities with smart lawyers coming out of there as well, right? But they don't have the what people perceive as being the competent lawyer in them. And when we have to get across that minefield. And I think Fannie Willis, believe it or not, that little outburst that she had there that shows not only somebody with an outburst, but that she had the competency. Anyway, finish her up for me, Bridge, but you're going to be closing out the show for us. So I oh. want you to I want you to close the oh, show I'm for sorry, us. Today. I didn't mean to. No. Well, I think people should pay more attention to the words that people are saying and not cherry picking what somebody else says. And to look at that thing with, like you said, a different pair of eyes, yeah. not the eyes that you were suppressed with or inoculated with or privileged with, but eyes of another person. Walk in my shoes. I mean, you they're know, all about this Jesus and all this crap. Walk in my shoes and see how right. it feels. 
And don't give me this, you know, fiscal financial crap. And don't give me this all this bullshit. Sorry. That's no, no, you're right. The amount that just constant, constant. It's like, look at it from somebody else's perspective. Let, let I got into it. this because she was a black woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was going to say she's a black woman in the Georgia trial. And I knew when this came out, I was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So that's exactly. why I'm paying it, and that's why I missed the show yesterday. It was too important for me. But let me, but anyway, let me just, I didn't mean to. Let, no, no, no. I, I, well, no. to go over by a, a, a couple of minutes, but I just want to say this. I, I'm using a mea culpa. My mea culpa bridge, and I think I've told you the story. I was, from being from Panama, black and, and Latino, I was anti, I was homophobic. I was also uh, sexist. I've, I've extricated that from me. And what I want us to be able to do, be able, you have to confront these things head on. Until I confronted it head on, I couldn't do a complete change of or complete makeup of who I am. And I can tell you bluntly, that's this is the real me. No longer a homophobe, no longer a sexist, no longer any of that. And that's why I people say, well, why do you mess with racists or don't mind having racists in your group and all that kind of stuff? And my thing is, you know why? Because just as I could call that guy a racist, somebody could call me some other ism, right? And if if I can get over it, you can too, you know. And 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 we're not. I'll go ahead. I was going to say the worst thing that you could be right now is a black female gay handicapped person. Exactly. You like the lowest of the lowest. Exactly. And what would they do with them? Exactly. Anyway, sorry, and everybody have a good weekend. Thank you, Bridge, for calling in. Always, always a blessing hearing from you, sis. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you all. All right, babes. Thank you all for checking in today. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Uh, Check out the article "Greedflation" that I have, and we'll throw it on the screen real quick. Uh, Check it out. It's at uh, the link is going to be in the blog post for this. Please remember to support the show. How can you do this? Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. That is politicsdoneright.com slash support. I'm going to put that link in the uh, in the in the field right now. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. And you can please subscribe to our newsletter. Where do you find our newsletter at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter? Please find a way to support us however you can. We want to tell our brother and PDR Posse member, Michael Rudden, who has contracted COVID. Please get better soon. Please, folks, please get better soon. Mike Cisak, we'll talk about that some other time. Anyway, folks, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.